welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's just a joy to be here with you today. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled Mindfulness. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here? Followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If you have a nice show idea or something you'd like to discuss, please email us at admin at livelaughtalk.com. If you're listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo, as well as comments and participate in our poll. Also, wherever you listen to the podcast, please follow us so that you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with is entitled, Mindfulness. Mindfulness. You've probably heard this word before and didn't know what the person was talking about. As a matter of fact, we've mentioned it on this podcast before, and we've gotten questions. People are like, what is mindfulness? We're going to talk about it today. Mindfulness is a mental practice and state of awareness that involves focusing one's attention on the present moment without judgment. It entails being fully present and conscious of your thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and the surrounding environment. It's often cultivated through meditation techniques, but can also be incorporated into everyday activities. Mindfulness is used to reduce stress, improve mental well-being, and enhance one's overall quality of life. Some of the key aspects that we'll discuss of mindfulness begins with being present in the moment. Present moment awareness. Yes, mindfulness encourages you to pay full attention to what's happening right now rather than dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. It involves observing your thoughts and emotions as they arise in the moment. Non-judgmental observation. Yes, mindfulness promotes an attitude of non-judgmental acceptance. You observe your thoughts and feelings without labeling them as good or bad. This helps in reducing self-criticism and self-judgment. A common mindfulness practice involves paying attention to your breath. A simple act of observing your breath can help anchor your awareness to the present moment. It also involves a body scan, just like in an automobile where it scans the entire car, tell you where something is wrong, maybe there's a tire going low. Well, your body does the same thing with mindfulness. You can systematically focus your attention on different parts of your body, noting any sensations, tension, and this practice helps cultivate bodily awareness and relaxation. Formal meditation practices, such as mindfulness or loving-kindness meditation, are often used to develop mindfulness. This involves sitting quietly and observing thoughts, emotions, 
and sensations as they arise. Mindfulness is widely used as a stress reduction technique. By staying present and non-reactive to stressors, individuals can better manage their reactions to difficult situations. Research suggests that regular practice can lead to increased well-being, decreased symptoms of anxiety and depression, better emotional regulation, and improved focus and attention. It can be applied to various aspects of life, including eating and performing routine tasks. This can lead to a greater appreciation of simple pleasures and more conscious decision-making. Therapy such as mindfulness-based stress reduction and mindfulness-based cognitive therapy are structured programs that incorporate practices to address various psychological and emotional issues. Overall, mindfulness is about cultivating a state of conscious awareness that can lead to greater clarity, reduced reactivity, and an enhanced sense of well-being in both the mind and the body. It's a skill that can be developed and integrated into our daily lives to promote mental and emotional balance. What are the benefits of practicing mindfulness? Well, it offers a wide range of benefits that can positively impact your mental, emotional, and even physical well-being. Some compelling reasons why you should consider incorporating mindfulness into your life is that in addition to stress reduction that we talked about earlier, it can help with improved emotional regulation, helping you to better understand and regulate your emotions, allowing you to observe your feelings without judgment, which can lead to greater emotional resilience and control. Regular practice has been shown to improve attention and concentration, thus boosting your productivity and performance in various aspects of life. It encourages self-reflection and self-awareness. You gain a deeper understanding of your thought patterns, habits, and behaviors, which can lead to personal growth and positive change. And what about relationships? Yes, your relationships can be improved by helping you to become more attentive and empathetic. It can also reduce impulsive reactions and conflicts, leading to more constructive communication. And don't you enjoy relationships where you can just be yourself with the other person? They're empathetic, they're listening, they're attentive, and they're not jumping down your throat. Well, that's where mindfulness helps all of us, every one of us, to be a better listener. People who practice this often report higher levels of life satisfaction and overall well-being. It can foster a greater appreciation for the present moment and life's simple pleasures. Many of these techniques are sometimes used to help manage chronic pain. And this is done by shifting your focus away from pain and you can reduce its impact on your daily life. There's been effectiveness in reducing symptoms of anxiety and depression. Yes, this can provide valuable tools for managing these conditions. 
And what about your sleep? Many of us don't get the required hours of sleep, or we don't get quality sleep. Well, this is where mindfulness can improve there. It reduces racing thoughts. I have it. My mind runs 24 hours a day. Well, it reduces all of that and promotes relaxation, which can lead to more restful and rejuvenating sleep. It can boost your resilience in the face of life's challenges, help you bounce back from setbacks and adapt to difficult situations more effectively. And by being more aware of your thoughts and emotions, you can make better informed decisions. That will lead to less impulse choices and more thoughtful ones. Some studies even suggest that mindfulness in practice may have positive effects on one's physical health, including lowering blood pressure, improving the immune system, and reducing inflammation. In essence, practicing mindfulness is a way to cultivate a more mindful and balanced approach to life. It offers tools and techniques to navigate the complexities of modern life with greater clarity, composure, and overall well-being. It's a valuable skill that can be integrated into your daily routine to enhance the quality of your life and definitely make us better people overall. The U.S. has one of the highest fire death rates in the industrialized world. About 5,000 people die every year in this country as a result of fire, and another 25,500 are injured. About 100 firefighters are killed annually in duty-related incidents. Each year, fire kills more Americans than all other natural disasters combined. It's the third leading cause of accidental death in the home. At least 80% of all fire deaths occur in residences. More than 2 million fires are reported every year. Many others go unreported, causing additional injuries and property loss. Direct property loss due to fires is estimated at $9.4 billion annually. The National Fire Protection Agency estimates that in the United States, a fire department responds to a fire every 23 seconds. One home structure fire was reported every 93 seconds. One home fire-related injury occurs every 47 minutes. And one home fire-related death occurs every three hours. And eight minutes. One in two family home fires account for 64.2% of civilian deaths, 54.4% of injuries. Apartment structure fires account for 10.5% of deaths and 21.1% of injuries. For overall home fires, the, the rate last year of 7.9 deaths per Per 1,000 reported home fires 
was 11% higher than the rate of 7% in 1980. The fire death risk for children under age 5 is nearly double the risk of the average population. Children under the age of 10 accounted for an estimated 20% of all fire thefts. Over 30% of the fires that kill young children are started by children playing with fire. Now, what are the causes of fires and fire thefts? Deaths, I mean. Not thefts, but deaths. Yes, cooking is the leading cause of home fires in the U.S. It is also the leading cause of fire injury. Cooking fires often result from unattended cooking and human error, rather than mechanical failure of stoves or ovens. Careless smoking also is the leading cause of fire deaths. Smoke detectors and smolder-resistant bedding and upholstered furniture are significant fire deterrents that just frankly aren't used in the homes. Heating is the second leading cause of residential fires and ties with arson as the second leading cause of fire deaths. However, heating fires are a larger problem in single-family homes than in apartments. Unlike apartments, the heating systems in single-family homes are often not professionally maintained. Arson is the third leading cause of residential fires and a leading cause of residential fire deaths. In commercial properties, arson is the major cause of deaths, injuries, and dollar loss. Now, who is most at risk? Well, men die or are injured in fires twice as often as women. Senior citizens and children under the age of five have the greatest risk of fire death. The fire risk among seniors is more than double the average population. The fire risk for children under the age of five is nearly double the risk of the average population as well. And children under the age of 10 accounted for an estimated 20% of all fire deaths. Over 30% of the fires that kill young children are started by children playing with fire. So what saves lives? Well, a working smoke alarm dramatically increases a person's chance of surviving a fire. Approximately 90% of U.S. homes have at least one smoke alarm. However, these alarms are not always properly maintained and as a result might not work in an emergency. There's been a disturbing increase over the last 10 years in the number of fires that occur in homes with non-functioning alarms. It's estimated that over 40% of residential fires and 60% of residential fatalities occur in homes with no smoke alarm. Residential sprinklers have become more cost-effective for homes as well, but rarely used. Currently, few homes have any type of emergency help. Fire extinguishers are rarely used, and if they are, rarely are they up to date. 
So all of this leads us to the astronomical death rates mentioned at the onset of this segment and leads us to ask, how did we get here? Our special interest or hobby is poetry. Yes, poetry can be a wonderful and fulfilling hobby. I love it in my personal life. It allows you to express your thoughts, emotions, and creativity through words. Whether you're writing, reading, or reciting poetry, it can be a great way to explore your feelings and connect with others who share your passion. If you're interested in getting started with poetry, you can begin by writing your own poems or exploring the works of famous poets to inspire your own creations. Some tips to help us to pursue poetry as a hobby are reading widely. Yes, explore various forms of poetry, from classic to contemporary, and read the works of different poets. This will help you understand different styles and techniques. We do that here and Live, Laugh, Talk. Oftentimes, our sunflower message is a poem. So we read poems from all over the world and different types. In addition, we also write. Yes, practice is a key to doing that. We want to set aside time to write poetry regularly, even if it's just a few lines each day. Because the more you write, the more you'll improve. And let's not be afraid to try different styles, themes, and structures in our poems. Experimentation can lead to unique and powerful creations. Writing a poem is just the first step. Take time to revise and refine your work because poetry often benefits from multiple drafts. There's also poetry groups, there's poetry listening, there's online communities. Yes, sharing your work and receiving feedback from others can be incredibly valuable. Read aloud. We do that here on the podcast because poetry is meant to be heard. So read your poems aloud to yourself or to others to get a sense of how they flow and sound. Draw inspiration from everyday life, nature, emotions, and personal experiences. Sometimes the most ordinary moments can lead to the most beautiful poetry. Study devices like metaphor, simile, alliteration, and rhyme to enhance your writing. And share your work. Don't be shy. Don't keep it to yourself. I was talking to someone the other day about their particular skill, their God-given gift. And they're shy about letting others hear them. And I told them, I said, well, what if Michael Jackson never let any of us know he could sing? What a waste of talent. Yes, let people know of your gift. Let them hear it. Share it with family. Share it with friends. Constructive feedback can help you grow as a poet. Don't be afraid to hear anything negative. Yes, your art can continuously 
improved. Remember that poetry is a highly personal art form. There are no strict rules or any type of advice that matters more than anything else. Your unique voice and perspective are what makes your poetry special. Enjoy the journey of self-expression. Enjoy the journey of creativity that is called poetry. Our sunflower message is a poem. Yes, we just talked about poetry in our last segment. And guess what? We have another poem because we love poetry. We write poetry and we recite poetry. So it's a joy for us. And also, it gets our message of affirmation out there to individuals in a rhythmic way. We get a lot of comments about the Sunflower Message. I think it's our most popular segment. Possibly, how do we get here? Because we got t-shirts with that on it. But the Sunflower Message, if it's not first, it pulls up a close second. And here's your words of affirmation for the day. In the mirror's gaze, I find my strength, a wellspring of courage, boundless and length. With every breath, I embrace the day in my own unique and powerful way. I am a beacon of light shining so bright. In the darkest hours, I'll be the guiding light. My dreams take flight on wings of belief. With passion and purpose, I'll find sweet relief. In every challenge, I see opportunities door. I'll rise even higher than I did before. With unwavering faith, I'll reach for the sky, for I'm resilient, and I'll never say goodbye. With love in my heart and kindness, my creed, I'll sow my seeds of joy, helping those in need. In this affirmation, my spirit takes flight. I am the captain of my destiny, shine so bright. On Cash App, dollar sign live left talk and on twitter at live left talker also on spotify when you listen there's a dollar sign there to donate to the podcast please do so as expenses continue to rise and there are other things out there that seem to come out of nowhere as with everything but we want to continue our podcast we love you people we love the podcast and we can use some support any and everything is appreciated. Also, remember to rate us the highest you can on your podcast platform and tell your friends about us, your family, and your colleagues. In addition, go to Etsy.com. Search for How Did We Get Here? You'll find beautiful t-shirts. I'm going to put up a picture soon of mine on me with my coffee mug and also my tote bag that I ordered myself so you guys can see how it all is absolutely beautiful. So we'll show it in our social media, which we want to remind you as well. Please go on to social media, whether that's Facebook, where Live, Laugh, Talk there, Instagram, same, Threads, YouTube. The only place we're different is on Twitter, where it's Live, Laugh, Talker. So everywhere else, Live, Laugh, Talk, Twitter, Live, Laugh, Talker. Go on, 
each episode has a little mini video with music, pictures, so that you get the full experience of the episode. Not only do we have the vocal part here, but we have the video part on social media. Tell your friends to send it out to your friends so that our social media presence can grow. Also, our website is www.lovelabtalk.com. So make sure you get the message out there. We need your assistance there as well. This is James and George's baby boy signing off. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.